everybody. Hi. You're listening to Talk Cricket, the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. I'm Carrie, and good morning. Yes, good morning. <laughs> Again. It's, it's almost 1030. Um, and that is my fault. <laughs> we were supposed to start at 10. <laughs> Somebody was asleep. Yes. I woke up and I had like seven text messages from Carrie and it just <laughs> devolved. And are you mad at me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was 100% well, asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just sitting there and it was like 9.20 or 9.30 or something. And I was like, she hasn't texted me today. <laughs> And so I sent you something to see if you were up, and nothing happened. And then I called, and I went to your voicemail, and I was like, she's asleep. So I went outside with my dog. <laughs> and then I was just like, so wait, but <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. And then it just devolved from there. Yeah. I felt really bad. Oh. Uh, at least I didn't totally, like, sleep through it like I did last time. That's true. <laughs> it could have been much That's worse. That's true. Um, that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we didn't have time to do that today. At least my body. No. At least my body was like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. You can get up now. Like, like something significant was supposed to happen at 10. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. That's, <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> That's why I woke up at like <laughs> 6. Because my body was like, okay, well. <laughs> Got you up in time. Yep, I'll, your anxiety is running the the fucking circadian rhythm <laughs> running the here. show. And <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm just going to sleep for just a little bit. And then I closed my eyes, <laughs> and then it was 9 o'clock. And then I was like, oh, I've got about 30 minutes. I can just lay here. And then it was 9.57, and <laughs> everything yep. was going off. And I was like, oh, yep. fuck. Um, <laughs> So, my adult beverage is coffee, because I have yep. CPR training after we get done today, and I it cannot would not be drunk. Look good. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't really look good for you to show up to CPR training for your new job drunk. Yep. <laughs> it wouldn't be a great look. Uh, nope. <clears throat> oh, goodness gracious. <sighs> well... Yeah, so should we just dive right in? Should we in? jump in? Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. This is going to be a really fun episode, you guys. It is, because uh, we are doing another switcheroo, and I guess you ah! can... <laughs> I guess you it's can... super on brand. Yeah, and I guess you can guess what are, what the main subject is going to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are talking, talking about... about Swinging. Yes, it is a sexual <laughs> practice, so I am doing the background, and Carrie's woot got woot. some hilarious stories for, for us. See, we switched places. <laughs> yeah. Like swingers. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Um, also, um, top of the show, mm -hmm. this is a sexual topic. Mm -hmm. We will be talking about sexual things. Mm-hmm. Uh, my segment in particular is quite graphic, 
So please use discretion when listening. Yes. You have been warned. Here is your warning. Warning, warning, warning. Not safe for work. Not safe for kids. All right. Yep. And Nobody can be mad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm I'm pulling from the Wikipedia page just because it's very concise. Um, I was really surprised at how concise it was. And um, I thought it was really good and not... Um, it doesn't lean any sort of way, like, saying that it's good or bad. It's just this is like the judgy, facts. Like yeah. judginess or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we get a little bit of the history and kind of what happens with pregnancy and STIs and uh, relationship quality. So I thought it was going to be really fun to just go through this together and enjoy it. And then I've got uh, some tips if you want to start. <laughs> um <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say at the top of this that this is not my thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. um, I, I I don't see myself being into it. I yeah, just from like social anxiety aspect, and I don't know, I don't know. I'm a so monogamous josh and i both are like (laughs) i don't know it just it doesn't seem like anything that either of us would be interested in but who knows in 20 years yeah i i mean i don't i think as long as not to judge anybody at all not to judge anybody like y'all do you whatever i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) so i just don't um I don't know. I I don't see a huge problem with it as long as both um Oh, exactly. partners are fine with it. Absolutely. Um I think as long as it's been discussed in detail and you can be uh, you can communicate with your partner. One thing that I really like about alternative sexual practices and stuff like this, like BDSM, you know, um kink anything that I've talked a little bit about before. Uh, one big thing about it, uh, and like, especially with polyamory or swinging, there has to be open communication. There cannot be any, um, any hiding anything from your partner. Oh yeah, like, that's true. You have so to So that's, I guess, where the problem comes in because, mm-hmm. you know, people don't talk to each other and then people end up hurt. So, I mean, mm-hmm. whatever's, whatever goes down between consenting adults. Mm-hmm. Is totally fine. Yeah. Totally, totally fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this is not something that I see that my husband or I being into. Just yeah, because we're comfortable people. Yeah. That's... And um I I don't know. We both we both kind of like simplicity in the bedroom. It's like whatever gets you there and you get me there and we love each other and done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and and that's fantastic. That's wonderful too. That's I mean yeah. People like different things. I mean, I think so. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, um, I've had experience, um, uh, most, most of my experience has been uh, very monogamous and, um, or, well, all of my experience has been very monogamous. Yeah. And, um, I have a lot of friends that aren't. And they're very happy. Um, yes. I've I've had 
friends that have gone to like swinging clubs and they didn't swing but they um and they enjoyed being there like meeting people who did um and then I've also known people in the past who did swing and it didn't go very well because yeah. cheating, <laughs> cheating ended up happening because one person was no longer comfortable and <clears throat> told their partner that and their partner said fuck it and did it anyway behind their back. Yeah, that's not good. That's not swinging, that's cheating <laughs> um, is yep. what that is. So <laughs> That's called being unfaithful Yeah, and being a liar, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which we've talked about before. That is very, very different. Mm-hmm. So, swinging, sometimes called wife swapping, husband swapping, or partner swapping, is a sexual activity in which both singles and partners in a committed relationship sexually engage with others for recreational purposes. This is not to be confused with the wonderful TV show Wife Swap. No. (laughs) Um. No. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. It was a wonderful show. Um... (laughs) Apparently, we had friends that were on it one time. Um, but Yeah, we had customers who were on it at one time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, at the store. <laughs> one of them works with Josh at Logan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, he cried. Oh. <laughs> and people give him shit for it all the time. Oh. <laughs> That's not fair. <clears throat> Fuck off. I know, Let me cry. He's... No, no, he takes it there be it's all in fun. Okay. But he, he, and he knows he was being silly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like he just he missed his wife. Yeah. And he cried. Oh, that, and if you knew who I was talking about, you would laugh too. That is the purest thing I've ever heard in my life. I would not laugh. I it's love really it. It's really funny. <laughs> um okay, so swinging is a form of non-monogamy and an open relationship. Uh so non-monogamy in case anyone's confused, that just means you have more than one partner. Um, yep. So people may choose a swinging lifestyle for a variety of reasons. Many cite an increased qu- uh, quality and quantity of sex. Uh, some people may engage in swinging to add variety into their otherwise conventional sex lives or due to their curiosity. Um, some couples see swinging as a healthy outlet and means to strengthen their relationship. Because uh, this way, like, if you want to have sex with someone else, it's not cheating, as long as you both discuss parameters. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean that you love your partner any less. It just means you want to switch it up a little. And that's yeah, not inherently bad. Um, I mean... Now, if it's to do with the fact that you're not, your partner isn't satisfying you fully, then that's a communication issue and yeah. something that you need to work on together. Exactly. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but if it's something you're both like kind of into, you both want to like watch another couple or do it in the same room with another couple or switch switch partners or have a threesome or whatever, mm-hmm. like you do you. You just make sure you got a, you've just got to screen people. Make sure nobody's got a disease, which is yeah. important. Make sure you're doing it safely. Make sure it's not somebody who's going to then, like, come in and fuck up your whole life. Like, that one movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it is. Why Women Kill? There's movies about stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. Or, TV um, show. <clears throat> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. 
Um, that was different, though. They were thrupling. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... At, that's not really swinging, I don't think. But... At first, it wasn't. D- and then it turned into becoming a thruple. Yes. Um, well, yeah, they were they were in an open relationship. So yeah. that was... I don't know. I feel like that's different than swinging. Because I feel like swinging is something you do together. Like, it's an activity you do together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's also true. And whereas, like... Being in an open relationship is like, I go out and do my thing, you go out and do your thing, but we mm-hmm. always come together at home. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's not the same. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that did, that, that turned into a thruple. But you know, you just, you never, you want to be careful as far as like feelings getting involved. There just, there has to be this certain level of trust. Yeah. That's what I saw in most of the stories that I was finding that like, you, there has to be a really high level of trust in your relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to be really, really solid together. So that feelings don't get hurt because it's so easy. And I know that this sounds cheesy or whatever, but it is so easy for you to get jealous. Yes. And you can you can shove it down and you can shove it down, but that'll fester. Mm-hmm. So if you're if if this, you know, if you guys engage in something like this and feelings are hurt, it's really important to make sure that you're at a level of communication where you can talk to your partner about that and not feel judged. Mm hmm. And so that healing can happen. Yeah. And if you know, you're... maybe there's just a conversation that needs to happen of like, no, 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 baby. Like, seriously, I love you. Like, it's not at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like something just, you know, that some either a conversation needs to happen to where you can become more secure. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys do a little bit more work on your relationship before you try again. Or you come to the conclusion that's, that this isn't for you because it's, and it's okay. Feelings are important. It's okay to have feelings. Yeah. If your feelings are too fragile, my feelings are too fragile. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, I'm too insecure for this. A hundred percent. So I know that I can't do, I would not be able to handle that, mm-hmm. that part. It's all I can do to keep my emotions in check on a daily fucking basis so it's just important to make sure that you're in a really solid place. Yeah. And if you're feeling jealous, you <clears throat> need to talk to your partner about it because that means that a need is not being met. Exactly. And exactly. You all That's need to how figure- you say it. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Um, and this <laughs> is definitely something you can talk to a therapist about. Like if you. Um, yes. I highly recommend going into couples therapy as soon as things get super serious. Um, yes. And if you want to do this, bring it up with your therapist, because guess what? Therapists are there to help you figure things out. And if this is you need to find a therapist that's open and not an asshole. But um, yes, <laughs> find someone who fits you. Yeah. But like they can help you communicate. Uh, really, they can. Yes. It is so helpful. Um, so. Definitely, if you're going to do something like this, I would highly recommend bringing it up with a therapist before you engage in it, just to make sure, like, you've covered all your bases before you jump into it. So, yes, the phenomenon of swinging, or at least its wider discussion and practice, is regarded by some as arising from the freer attitudes to sexual activity after the sexual revolution of the 1960s the invention and ability of the contraceptive pill, and the emergence of treatments for many of the STDs that were known at the time. The adoption of safe sex practices became more common in the late 1980s. Uh, The swinger community sometimes refers to itself as the lifestyle or as the alternative lifestyle. Um, 
Yeah, that was that was weird to me. <laughs> it sounded very culty. Yeah. To hear like I met my husband in the lifestyle and it's like Okay, so like it I don't know. It just was really funny cuz I was like so yours is the only lifestyle capital L like yeah. so, it's just it just makes me laugh cuz it's just like in the lifestyle and then I can see that being misconstrued really easily and somebody being like uh, what lifestyle? Yeah. <laughs> are yeah, you it's a furry? Fun. Like, are you, like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's very important to, you, uh, important to, you, uh, <coughs> well, if you're wanting to be on the DL, I would assume you could say the I lifestyle. Guess. But I mean, I but think it's also important to <laughs> so vague. not bring it up if you're not comfortable with saying what it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean. Absolutely. <laughs> but. Whatever. You do you. <laughs> it just made me laugh. It sounded so pretentious. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about what it's like in um, Western society before we go into like a good, another description of it, uh, relationship quality and STIs and pregnancy and all that other good stuff. So yeah. according to Terry Gould's The Lifestyle, a look at the erotic rights of swingers, Swinging began among American Air Force pilots and their wives during World War II before pilots left for overseas duty. Um, The morality rate of pilots was so high, as Gould reports, that a close bond arose between pilot families that implied that pilot husbands would care for all the wives as their own, emotionally and sexually, if the husbands were lost. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which is actually quite beautiful. Um, the realities of the demographics and basing of U.S. Army Force pilots and crew suggest that this arrangement did not evolve during World War II, instead evolving later. Um, U.S. military personnel in World War II were not accompanied by their families, and many, especially in the USAAF, were single. Uh, the giant military bases where families lived while accompanying a deployed soldier sailor, aviator, or marine are mostly Cold War creations. So that's a little weird, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Whatever. The story is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, kind yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. It's like they've formed their own little village. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Through the origins, or sorry, though the origins of swinging are contested, it is assumed American swinging was practiced in some American military communities in the 1950s. By the time the Korean War ended, swinging had spread from the military to the suburbs. The media dubbed the phenomenon wife-swapping. Later in the 1960s, in the heyday of the free love movement, the activities associated with swinging became more widespread in a variety of social classes and age levels. In the 1970s, some referred to, to it as the swinging 70s. Um, swinging activities became more prevalent, but were still considered alternative or fringe because of their association with non-mainstream groups such as communes. Which is not great. <laughs> um, mm. Communes is just never a good word. Um I had they just go culty so fast. Yeah. I had, or I have an ex-boyfriend who I was with for a hot minute in like eighth grade, <laughs> and um, 
Like, he was my best friend's stepbrother, so, like, and he had liked me for forever, and we just kind of danced around it for a long time, and then we dated, and I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't like this. Um, (laughs) I was like, never mind. (laughs) No. But he, (laughs) after we fucking broke up, he texts me, and he's like, hey, so I'm gonna buy a private island when I'm old enough, do you want to come live with me on my commune? And I was like, no. Why, what? Why are you texting me? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yeah. Ew. What is with the people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. He was weird. <laughs> There's a yes. reason that didn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> you have a private island vibe. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um (laughs) swinging activities had another surge in interest and participation in the late 1990s due to the rise of the internet and again during the 2010s with smartphone applications such as tinder and field i've never heard of field me neither um in 2002 sure yeah oh like play the field uh no, it's F E E L D, but maybe. Oh. Okay. So maybe so. that's the like connotation. Yeah. It's like an app. It's a location based uh, social discovery service app for iOS and Android that facilitates communication between people interested in po- interested in polyamory, kink, swinging. Okay, so it's kind of like Tinder. Yeah, it's Tinder for it's kink. More specific. Yeah. Yeah. So. In 2002, swingers' rights were added to the mission of the American National Coalition for Sexual Freedom, which is interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, No. So, a key party is a form of swinger party in which male partners place their car or house keys into a common bowl or bag on arriving. At the end of the evening, the female partners randomly select keys from the bowl and leave with that key's owner, which is interesting. Hmm. According to economic studies on swinging, the information and communications technology revolution, together with improvements in medicine, has been effective in reducing some of the costs of swinging and hence in increasing the number of swingers. Um, so the key party, <laughs> going back to that for a second, um, uh, there <sighs> would have to be a high level of trust between the people there. A very high level of trust. Yeah, and I don't think that there always is. No. Um, <laughs> I think it's... It, I, I think it was born... Wasn't it... When did you say it originated? 1950s. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was going to guess the 60s or, this, or the 50s or the 60s when things were pretty darn repressed mm-hmm. and some people needed to sh- shake some shit out. Mm-hmm. And it was like, let's all go to this block party. Like, everyone on the on our street is going to be there. And we all put our keys in a bowl, get shit-faced, and fuck each other. Like, yeah. that doesn't sound safe, uh, first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I get it. I get the motivation behind it. And yeah. I feel like... Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're doing in The Grinch. When The Grinch shows up. Like, as a baby, they're having a swinging party. I didn't get that for a long time. Shit, they are? Because they're putting... Yeah, they're putting... They're putting keys in a bowl, and then he gets stuck outside in the... In the tree. Oh! Oh, my God. 
Completely. They're having a Christmas party. Completely. And they're all, yeah, there's like people chasing, pe- chasing, there, there's this dude chasing a lady and tickling her butt and like, yeah. <laughs> I did not get that until Josh and I were watching it when we first got married. He was like, it's a swingers party. And I was like, no, it's not. They're just putting their keys in a bowl because they're drinking. And <laughs> they shouldn't drive. And he was like, do you see no, cars? honey, that's not. <laughs> He was like, why would they do that? <laughs> I was like, to keep people safe? <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. Just to show you where my head has never gone. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. <laughs> How... <laughs> How were so many kids allowed to watch that? <laughs> it's such a good movie. That's the only part. It is. That's the only part. It kids is, won't get but it. it, yeah. No, well, obviously. Um, no. <laughs> Adults won't get it either, <laughs> clearly. Um, okay, so John Stossel produced an investigative news report into the swinging lifestyle. Stossel's report in 2005 cited Terry Gould's research, which concluded that couples swing in order to not cheat on their partners. When Stossel asked swinging couples whether they worry their spouse will find they like, find they like someone else better, one male rep- replied, um, People in the swinging community swing for a reason. They don't swing to go out and find a new wife. A woman asserted, It makes women more confident that they are the ones in charge. Huh. Which is fascinating. Yeah, I did get that. I did get that from a lot of the stories that I read. Mm-hmm. That it's like about like helping you feel sexy and more confident and stuff like that. It's not yeah. like you're doing it every time you have sex. Like yeah. it's it's like an event and a hobby that like you go and do with your partner. Yeah, and it it can help your insecurity for a lot of people. Like that, there was one that I read where a guy. I it's it's not one that I picked. So, mm-hmm. um, where a guy was talking about how beautiful he thought his wife was and how like. You know, because she and he was like, I have tried to to show her like how beautiful she is and how confident she should be. Um, But she's got a lot of body insecurities. She's heavier and curvy. And I think she's gorgeous, but she just won't. She can't see. She's she thinks that I have to say that because I'm her husband, you Mm -hmm. know. And um, so like he got her some really hot lingerie. And like, I think that they they ended up. He, he was like, I finally figured out how to fix my wife. Like, <laughs> now she's so confident. And it's like, because it made her very reserved, you know, in the bedroom and stuff. Yeah. Because she was insecure. She was, she was feeling insecure, you know, and mm-hmm. she wasn't feeling beautiful. And so, yeah, it just was a really cool little story. It, like, helped fix, fix the little piece that was missing to make her feel more confident in herself. Yeah. And I think they probably only did it once as far as I could tell from the story. They only like did it once, mm-hmm. but it was like enough to like, yeah. I love help that. Help her feel good about herself. Yeah. yeah. It was really sweet. <laughs> it was really, really sweet. I was super surprised. Yeah. See, <clears throat> um, so Stossel interviewed 12 marriage counselors. According to Stossel, not one of them said don't do it. Though some said getting sexual thrills outside of marriage can threaten a marriage. Nevertheless, swingers whom Stossel interviewed claimed their marriages are stronger because they don't have affairs and they don't lie to each other. Yeah. 
Swinging can take place in a number of contexts, ranging from spontaneous sexual activity involving partner swapping, or adding a third or more participants at an informal gathering of friends to plan regular social meetings, to hooking up with like-minded people at a sex club, also known as a swinger club, which I mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. uh, different clubs. That would not interest me. No, it wouldn't. Like, if I was ever going to be open to that, it would have to be, like, people I found that I knew. I would not want to just meet someone at a club and, like, go for it. Yeah. I don't. That's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. But... <laughs> I mean, but you do you. Yeah, I can understand where they came from, like before the internet. Oh, you for know. sure, for sure, for sure. But no, I totally get it. I totally get it. <laughs> I just am too scared. For, yeah, I have t- way too much anxiety for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Um, so different clubs offer varied facilities and atmospheres, and often hold theme nights. So, um, you ready for some places that this sure. tends to take place? I'm excited. Okay. So swinging is also known to take place in semi-public venues, such as hotels, resorts, or cruise ships, or often in private homes. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me at all. Nope. (laughs) Um, Furthermore, many websites that cater That would be terrible. Right? Oh my God. You would be trapped on a boat. What if someone (laughs) was weird? Right? Oh, no. Oh, no. I hate it. I hate that. (laughs) At least at a hotel or something, you can leave. Yeah. What if someone's weird, and then you have to make weird eye contact with them the whole rest of the cruise ship, and then they think it went great, and you didn't like it? (laughs) (sighs) I'm not speaking from experience. (laughs) It doesn't sound like it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It was awful. (laughs) No. Are you okay? Hell no. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Do you have something you need to get off your chest? No, it's okay. (laughs) It was the one time I tried casual sex. It it did not work. Oh. (laughs) It was not good. (laughs) And it was before I gained, like, the confidence in myself to know that I could just leave. Uh. If I wanted to, you know, like I was trying not to hurt feelings and then it happened to me again and I didn't want to say no. Oh, I thought maybe it would be better the second time and it wasn't. (laughs) It was worse and not everyone is as skilled as they think they are. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Um, oh, oh. (laughs) <laughs> and then I went home and I showered for an hour. Yeah, so yeah, I feel that. <laughs> All right, so swinging. Okay, I already read that. Sorry. In 2018, a study of the prevalence of non-monogamous practices in the U.S. estimated that 2.35 percent of Americans currently self-identify as swingers, which is actually really high um, when you yeah. consider how many people are in America. Um, and true, 4.76 had identified as swingers at one point in their lifetime, huh? Which is also high, especially for how repressed America tends to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, it's probably in, it's in secret, yeah. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's uh, because I, I, I can, I can see. 
it does seem high, but I can. It also makes sense because we are so so, so repressed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So relationship quality. Research on swinging has been conducted in the U.S. since the late 1960s. One 2000 study, based on an internet questionnaire addressed to visitors of swinger-related sites, found swingers are happier in their relationships than the norm. 60% said that swinging improved their relationship. 1.7% said swinging made their relationship less happy. Uh, and that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um approximately 50% of those who rated their relationship very happy before becoming swingers maintained their relationship had become happier. 90% of those with less happy relationships said swinging improved them. Um, Almost 70% of swingers claimed no problem with jealousy and approximately 25% admitted I have difficulty controlling jealousy when swinging as somewhat true. Uh, While 6% said that yes, this was very much true. Um, so definitely, again, talk to your partner if you're feeling jealous. Yeah, communication is t- is key. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those things that's like kind of high risk, high reward. So like if you're doing really, really well, mm-hmm. it's going to make you stronger. And if it's if or it can expose it can expose the issues. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah. maybe try this before trying to have a kid. Uh, Uh, let's (laughs) let's not bring another person into the fucking equation that you have to take care of for 18 years with this person that you might not be yeah yeah like if you guys are thinking that thinking swingings for you like Mm -hmm. maybe don't endanger i gotcha yeah some people do it after they have kids so that it's like more structure and no like i just makes mean them feel more like alive and shit like that after they have kids but no i totally get you and i meant that's um, funny <laughs> <laughs> i meant don't have a child to fix your marriage try this first oh yeah that's a good point that's a really good point yes i agree yeah fully <laughs> if you're having problems try this first <laughs> yes um don't bring a kid into an already unhappy relationship. It's just going to make things worse because you're not communicating. Um, So swingers rate themselves happier and their lives more exciting than non-swingers by significantly large margins. Uh, There was no significant difference between responses of men and women, although more males than females completed the survey. This study, which only polled self-identified swingers, is of limited use to a broader application to the rest of society, owing to self-selected sampling. Um, Just going to throw that out there. So, some believe sexual attraction is part of human nature and should be openly enjoyed by a committed or married couple. Some swingers cite divorce data in the U.S. claiming the lack of quality of sex and spousal infidelity are significant factors in divorce. Which is fair. Um... Say that again. So some sw- some swingers cite divorce data in the U.S. claiming the lack of quality of sex and spousal infidelity are significant factors in divorce in the United States. Hmm. Um, one study showed 37% of husbands and 29% of wives admit at least one extramarital affair and divorce rates. See, so this is because of a communication issue, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. This is because you need to talk to each other. Because if it gets boring, mm-hmm. you need to talk to each other about it. Exactly. 
we're too repressed. That's the problem. That that's I I read that in one of the what did what did we talk about? We've talked we about episode, a lot of things. <laughs> well, I know, but we, we we did an episode, and we were talking about affairs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a lady who was sleeping with a married man, and she oh was yes, like, mate all poaching. The guys that I talked to, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, she was like all the guys that I talked to, like were having conversations with me with me instead of with their wives. Uh-huh. And she was like, they weren't doing anything differently than they would have done at home. Yeah. We weren't doing anything crazy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just having sex and having fun. Like, and it was like, so why don't you talk to your wife about this? And it's, there. there's this whole thing with masculinity and with women. Like, we're, like, not supposed to want shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like... Our, our society is so fucked. And so now that we're getting more on an equal playing field, people are realizing that it's a communication problem. You have to be able to talk to your spouse about sex. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be a big, long conversation. No one needs to get hurt. But you do have to make sure you talk about it in a way because sex is so personal that you don't say, hey, so you're bad at, sh- at fucking and let's get this figured out. Like, don't do that. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You have to look at the way you structure your conversation, mm-hmm. use I feel language and all of that stuff and just be like, hey, like, what can we do? Because I'm having trouble. Yeah. I mean, Josh and I've had to have that conversation multiple times. It happens. Mm-hmm. You get into a routine, you get busy, you get tired. Like, I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's a part of it. And it's something that's very important to uh, to me and to especially to me. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's uncomfortable talking about it, so I'm usually the one who brings it up. But, it's, you know, um, it, it's important. Mm-hmm. It's important. And I think we've finally gotten to a point where it doesn't have to be an hour-long conversation where we start blaming each other for shit. Yeah. Like, it's it's a 20-minute conversation. This is what I need from you. I love you. I want this to be a, a, a rich part of our lives. Is that, are you okay with it? And then it's usually yes, and then we continue with our day. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's great. See, that conversa- conversations are so important. Just to it's have them. It's so important to talk to each other. Yeah. Um, hey, I want you to slap my ass more. <laughs> like something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It doesn't have to be fucking handcuffs and whips. Like, just yeah. some, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever you want. Make sure you talk to your fa- talk to your partner. Mm-hmm. That's what they're there for. That's what love is. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, swingers are exposed to the same types of risks as people who engage in casual sex, with the main concerns being the risk of pregnancy and of contracting an STI. Uh, Some swingers engage in unprotected sex, a practice known as barebacking, while others follow... (laughs) That's disgusting. Right? I hate that term. Barebacking? Yeah. That's that's almost as bad as raw-dogging. Oh, I I don't want to know. <laughs> Raw dogging means doing it without a condom. Oh well, th- it's the a same. Penis thing. looks like a hot dog. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's ju- I've heard raw dogging. I haven't heard barebacking. <laughs> Ew. I think. <laughs> I think we should call that um, fluid bonding, because uh, that's another <laughs> term, it's, and it's less gross. Fluid um, bonding sounds like a. <laughs> It sounds like a mystical spell or something. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Which is why I like it. <laughs> it sounds magical. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Oh god. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So uh so some do that while others follow safe sex practices and will not engage with others who do not also practice safe sex, which is fair. Yeah. That's important. Uh, swingers may reduce the risk of STI by exchanging STI test results and uh, zero sorting, which mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but it get tested. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, get tested. Know your status. Yeah, I mean I've been tested, like, um, and I'm all clear, like, and it was <laughs> my, my insurance. I've been tested it. too because you have to be tested when you're pregnant. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm all clear <laughs> um oh my god i have a friend who um has a friend who got tested last year and then she got tested again this year she's got like a serious boyfriend but he's been an asshole and so mm-hmm. she got tested and he's like been the only person she's had sex with since <gasps> and all of a sudden she has chlamydia and no! and so she and women are asymptomatic yeah. oh no and so, oh no and so she like she's on medicine she's fine but she she goes to him because she has to tell him and he's like yeah oh well i should get tested too and she's like no honey you have it all you have to do is go get your prescription they gave you, you don't one need to be tested you gave it to me yeah you dickwad and he's like <laughs> well no i think i'm gonna get tested and she's like you are the only person i've had sex with just take the fucking pill <laughs> oh my god oh it was so bad and then we're and then we need to break up yeah because <laughs> where did it come from <laughs> but um yeah because <laughs> uh, you didn't get it for me <laughs> um so, let's see here. Proponents of swinging argue that safe Where sex... Where have you been putting it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Proponents of swinging argue that safe sex is accepted within the swinging community and the risk of sexual disease is the same for them as for the general population. And that some populations of sexually non-monogamous people have clearly lower rates of STIs than the general population. Um, really? Yeah. It, I well, guess because they're being more diligent about it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, opponents are also concerned about the risk of pregnancy and STIs such as HIV, arguing that even protected sex is risky given that some STIs may be spread regardless of the use of condoms, such as herpes and HPV. That's why you get tested and share test results so that that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Like, um, yeah. In a 1992 study, an overall 7% of swingers had quit swinging because of the HIV slash AIDS epidemic, and it was also stated that 62% of swingers changed their sex practices by becoming more selective with partners or by practicing safe sex, which is good. Nice. Um, so, let's see here. Pregnancy, um... This is just very short, and then um, I've got some tips, so I'm almost done. Okay. Um, pregnancy is regarded as a possible undesirable consequence of engaging in swinging sexual activities. Birth control, condoms. Yeah. Important. We need birth control. <laughs> Um, While this is also the same for monogamous sex, the risk of a woman being impregnated by a man other than her spouse or long-term partner adds a second layer of concern. Um proper use of a condom with an effective birth control method can minimize the risk of pregnancy and transmission of STIs while swinging. 
other solution. Yeah, I mean, like, basically just, like, use contraception. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. and then you're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, couples, in, <laughs> couples in the lifestyle who wish to start families or have additional children are highly recommended to cease participation in swinging for at least several yeah. months prior to an intended pregnancy. This helps to yes. ensure correct paternity for the future and offer other active swinger couples that peace of mind. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, because that would be fucking weird. Yeah. That <laughs> that makes it weird, y'all. Yeah. Don't make it weird. <laughs> also, Plan B pills are free from Planned Parenthood. So, woot woot. Go grab one. I didn't know that. Yeah. Found that That's out cool. recently. Yeah. So, I found this really great blog. Uh, it's by Annabelle Knight, and it was posted. Um, oh, I thought it had a date. Uh, May 5th, 2017. So, um, and she wrote this really well. So, and it's short, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. So, seven tips for first-time swingers. Uh, okay. It's believed that swinging, at least how we know of it today, came into wider practice during the 1950s in America. Is it a coincidence that this coincided with the invention and subsequent availability of the contraceptive pill? I think not. (laughs) Suddenly, women could be solely responsible for their own sexual practices and confidence. Yes, that's why we're angry when you take them away. Yes. We've worked so hard to have rights. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Um, Swinging has gone on quite a journey, from keys in the punch bowl to apps and websites specifically designed to find you someone to swing with. Below are my top tips for giving you that that first push into swinging. Number one, firstly, talk. You and your partner both Mm -hmm. need to be on the same page when it comes to sexually socializing with other people. You might want to suggest a book or film that involves swinging in some way. This will mean the subject can be broached easily and skirted away from without question if they're just not interested. If they seem keen, then the floor is yours. There are a lot of things that can go wrong if you haven't first taken the time to discuss each and every aspect with your partner. It's important at this stage to monitor your emotional responses to different scenarios, as jealousy is one of the main emotions swingers initially will have to deal with. Number two, the next step is to start slowly. You don't need to rush into anything straight away. The world of swinging has been about for years. Don't like jump into a pile of seven people. Yeah, no. <laughs> Let's take it slow, y'all. Dip your toe. Test the water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the Because w- that's how trauma happens. Yes. The world of swinging has been about for years and is growing ever more popular as time goes on. So don't worry, it's not going anywhere. Do some research online together, look at reviews of the clubs near to you, and get a feel for the swinging scene in your area. Number three. The next thing you need to do is to... I would hate to think... What the swinging scene is in my area. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, Um, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot less teeth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, the next thing you need to do is to set some ground rules. Both you and your partner need to be very clear from the word to go about what it is you want from the experience. 
uh, from the word goat about what it is you want from the experience. So I read that wrong. Um, you may feel that foreplay is where the limits lie. If it's, if something isn't a yes from both of you, then it's a no-no. Yeah. This, yes. Mm-hmm. That is important. Yes. You both have to be consenting. If someone's not comfortable, it doesn't go well. Yeah. As some of my stories will show. And it's really funny. Sorry. <laughs> This is the perfect way to make sure you understand your partner's desires and that they understand yours. (laughs) This one's funny. Number four. (laughs) Next, you might want to log on to get turned on. The internet is a wonderful place. And with websites such as Swingtowns, you can browse potential playmates from the comfort of your own home. You can also create a profile that is tailor-made to attract the type of people you're into with Uh, Those with similar mindsets and feelings. This is also a great way of testing the water with your partner. And at this point, if it doesn't feel right or something's amiss, you need to simply close your laptop rather than make an escape from from a room full of swingers. Um, That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. So you can be like, ooh, I would like that. I would like that. Ooh, I would not be down for that. Do not shove anything in my butt. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like... That's so cool. Yeah. That's a really good idea. And there's, um, also, I'm going to pause real quick. There is a really great website called kinkdesk.com, I think. Let me make sure I'm saying this right. <laughs> you know, it's .gov. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> definitely. I, I don't know if it's .org or .com. Oh, no, sorry. It's uh, bdsmtest.org. Uh, that is ah. a great test to take. Um, and then share your results with your partner. So you're both on the same page about what you're okay with and what you're not. And like, it even like, it doesn't like it, it has some kind of crazy stuff on there because of course it's BDSM, but like, also it's just like regular sex. Like, what are you okay with? regular stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really cool because mm -hmm. then you can like, especially if you're like feeling a little more submissive and you want to trust people like you can know for a fact that they're not going to shove something up your butt or whatever you know like you can relax and just enjoy Mm -hmm. without the without the worry Mm -hmm. unless you have someone who's an asshole and doesn't listen to you yeah and like you can attest (laughs) right yes (laughs) And, (laughs) and like i i even took it with um uh with a previous serious relationship like i um I, I took it and I sent my results because it goes through all these different things and it has percentages next to each one. And I sent it to him and I'm like, this is what I'm okay with. What are you okay with? Like, can you take this and tell me so we can have a good conversation about it? <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it works and it's a great website. You can take it as many times as you want. Um, and like, you don't have to sign up for an account if you don't want to. Let's you be completely you don't have to anonymous. Subscribe to a bunch of weird emails or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's it's really great. That's great. So highly recommended, especially if you're going to get into this. Like, you need to be open about that kind of stuff. Like, what are you comfortable with? Absolutely. So. If you're not comfortable talking about it, mm-hmm. then you're not comfortable. Then you're not ready for swinging. Yeah. So, um, once you found your perfect uh, partner online, you should plan a non-sexual meeting before you do the do. <laughs> This will give everyone a chance to know each other and for you to see how you feel face to face with your new friends. Once again, this is something you and your partner should talk about afterwards. 
It's a great opportunity to appease any concerns either of you might have. Number six, swing with someone online. Before you commit to a swingers club, it's a good idea to seal the deal after sourcing someone online. This way, your first time will be with someone handpicked by you and your partner, meaning that you've given your initial experience the best chance of being a fantastic one. Um, no. Yeah. Number seven. If everything is... There's less pressure. Yeah. If everything has gone well and both you and your partner feel like the lifestyle is something you're both up for, then visit a club. Initially, you might want to watch from the sidelines, get to know people within the community, and just get a feel for larger scale events. You don't need to dive in head first, but of course you can do it if, you, if it feels right. Um, <laughs> if you feel like you might enjoy the lifestyle, then there are bound to be some challenges you'll have to face. But rest assured, more and more people are finding that traditional relationships can survive, nay, thrive within the swinging lifestyle of sexual adventure. Sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. So that's absolutely that's my segment. I know if done safely and consensually, it yeah. can thrive. Yeah. Yes, exactly. absolutely. That's safe and sane. Remember, everybody. Yeah, safe, sane, and consensual. <laughs> Keep it chill. <laughs> uh. But oh man! Yeah. All right. Well, that was great. Oh, thanks. Very nice. Thank you. That was, was really fun. great. I love when we do these. I love when we do these because there's so much to talk about and there's just so much yeah. that we can do to evolve as a society and just it just internally, like whether you're single or with someone, like it's it's such an important aspect of our relationships that we're so scared of talking about and it, there's just no need. There's yeah. just no need. None. There's. It, I love when we can talk about how important it is to be open and communicate, you know, because yeah. that's like the biggest issue with most of our issues in the world is people just don't talk to each other yeah and people don't listen Mm -hmm. so it's yeah it's i think it's great so very nice yeah all right so let's take a what sorry oh it's okay i just i love sexual we have a lag (laughs) (laughs) i love sexual topics just because it's so much about communication like more than you'd ever realize so yeah well and especially as someone who's had trauma like you it's Mm -hmm. important yeah and we don't know who's had trauma when you're, you know, mm-hmm. wh- when you first get together. Sometimes it's hard to talk about that with your partner and stuff. So it's it's important to make sure that we communicate openly and we don't take offense to things. And I've gotten much yeah, more open about just make like feel safe. being up front, like especially with someone like if I think it's going to lead to like possibly having sex with them. I'm just like, look, yes. like we have to take this at a certain pace. I have trauma. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So just bear with me. Exactly. And if someone's going to be a dick about it, that's not someone you want to sleep with, right? So exactly. fuck it. Good for you. I'm so Mm. proud of you. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's take a quick break and then we're going to laugh. Okay. All right. (laughs) And we're back. Hi. I get to not talk (laughs) for a while now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just kidding. It's so okay. good to talk, but... <laughs> okay, so... I, no, you're good. No, so I have um, a fun article that's got, like, nine stories in it that are really short. Okay. And then I've got a couple that were a little bit longer. Um, not, like, super long. Like, I mean, like, a couple paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Um, a, just a little bit longer from Reddit that I found. That oh, are nice. so good. I love so, Reddit. Um, oh, my God. It's amazing. Oh, they're so funny. Okay. And um, so I like it when things go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
because it's funnier and it hammers home the point that you need to talk. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs to talk. <laughs> Everybody needs to, like, you know, sign the waiver or whatever. Yeah. So, um... <clears throat> So I'm going to start with the nine, the nine short ones. So um, this one's called Nine Real Life Swinger Stories That Lift the Curtain on the Risque. <laughs> so this is from um, <clears throat> uh, cafemom.com. Ooh. Uh, the, the stir cafemom.com or whatever. I don't know. So this is written by Kiera Sil- Sylvester, um, and it was published in August of 2016. So <laughs> first one, you ready? Yeah. Again, this is graphic. Graphic content warning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number one is no judgment zone. Okay. I ended up going to Hedonism 2 in 2015, and I fell in love. There is nothing like being in a beautiful and majestic place and surrounded by beautiful people who want to do nothing but have fun and live life in a no judgment zone. I can be naked all day if I want. Indulge in voyeurism. I can play with a couple. I... Ugh. Ugh. You know how I feel about that word? Yeah. In this context. <laughs> okay. I can play with a couple if I... if I, It just feel It sounds like diddling or something. Yeah. Like, it's just... <laughs> it just make it, it conjures an image of fingers and wiggling fingers. Ugh. And... Uh, I just... It just makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> like, just play with your privates. Like, ugh. Uh. I can't. Okay. <laughs> I can play with a couple if I choose, or I can play with another single. Hedo is a place for sexually inhibited, is a place for sexually inhibited, un, I'm going to th- say that this is a typo, because uh, the way the sentence is structured, um, yeah. for, for, it's a place for sexually uninhibited adults, or if you want to try to break out of your shell. Um, there is something for everyone. Um, so this is a good story, of course. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> nothing went wrong with this story. Um <clears throat> I usually take the sub BDSM route and I have a couple I have a couple of willing participants who will spank me or do whatever I choose. Everyone has a mutual respect for each other and each other's desires. Next year will be my third year going to Hito and it is the it is the one experience and one vacation spot that will never get old and will never change. Oh, that's so good awesome. For you. Yeah. Um What's going on? Oh, here we go. Pfft. I was like, what? Th- this is only one story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Had a technical difficulty there. Okay. <clears throat> uh, so here's the I- actual intro. Sorry we started with a story. <laughs> um, there are, th- there are literally a bazillion and still counting ways you can spice up your relationship. Some of them are simple enough to fathom, but others may be a l- bit more difficult to visualize doing. Like, say, bringing a third party into the mix on the regular. Too wild? Well, not for everyone. When you hear the term swingers, you imagine a variety of scenarios. Some of them negative, and others that may be positive. But let me assure you that this is a lifestyle that's unimaginable until you've actually dared to darken the steps of a swingers event in real life. Um, However, if you've ever wondered if this may or may not be something you're into, here are 10 stories that will give you more insight than any Google search. So here we go. (laughs) Nice. All right. (laughs) A love story. When I was single... Oh, I was single when I started The Lifestyle. I met my husband in The Lifestyle, but we developed our relationship outside The Lifestyle. Say lifestyle more. (laughs) Um, It wasn't until after I had my daughter that it really panned out. 
because there was more trust. Mm-hmm. We dabbled we dabbled in and out and then finally for new Ye- for new years we went for it. We brought a couple home for the first time since I'd had my daughter and it was awkward because it was the first time, but fun. It took a lot of love and cultivating of our relationship before we got to that point. At first I felt like, quote, I'm a mom. I need to just focus on that. But my husband reminded me that I was so much more and that I should still enjoy my life outside of being a mom. Oh. So there we go. I love that. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, all right. The golden rule. Okay. The host of the swingers party actually came and interviewed us at lunch the day before. We passed without a problem because of our enthusiasm and looks. Ooh. It actually was our first house party, but we did not let on because we wanted to go because we wanted to go and the three other couples were hot. <laughs> we were excited. Plus, we demonstrated that we had enough experience to know the golden rule of swinging. No means no. Yeah. The guard let us in the guard. <laughs> the guard let us into the neighborhood with a wink. We pulled up in front of the palatial home, which was completely blacked out. We were a little nervous, and we talked for for a moment. Bef- <laughs> we talked for a moment and jumped out of our skins when the phone rang. <laughs> the group was watching us and wanted us to come in. We were met with hugs and kisses by an extremely well-dressed group. Candlelight and music filled the downstairs. We drank wine, flirted until the host said, "Let's go upstairs." There we found a dancer pole, more candles, and a huge custom bed. The four men laid down on the be- around the bed, and the ladies chose a man, and the playtime began. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hate that word. <laughs> and the fun began. How hard is that to say? Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, we switched partners, or the ladies played with each other. It was an elegant and real rush. We have been in the lifestyle for ten years and have met mostly sane, fun, uninhibited couples. It is not our life, but it is one hell of a fun hobby. Oh, I like that. Yeah, these are all really pretty good ones. Yeah. Um, the Reddit ones are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely mishaps. Nice. All right, this one's called Too Close for Comfort. Uh, the first time I went to a swingers club, a swingers night at a club, I got followed by a couple the whole night who ended up, who ended up having sex on the couch next to us. Oh. <laughs> the second time, I was with my boyfriend and my best friend. I'm guessing those are two separate people? Yeah. Because it would be weird to say that of your boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We literally walked in to see if it was still the swinger section, sat down, and got up because somebody was fucking right behind us and bumping into the couch. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Okay, never just right. Despite the excellent music and the mostly very attractive crowd, we will never go back. (laughs) It just isn't our thing. My wife and I have been to sex clubs on five occasions, so they really gave it the college try. Yeah. Let me tell ya. Um, (laughs) My wife and I have been to sex clubs on five occasions and only had a good time once. That speaks volumes about us. My wife is more of a good sport than a swinger. But it also says a lot about sex clubs. It's just a hard thing to get right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and if your wife's not fully into it, that's not cool. Yeah. So, she gave it a really good shot, though. Yeah. Sounds like. Um, okay, happy people. 
I attended a club in San Diego called FADS to get an idea of how to properly create a safe and effective digital experience. Honestly, these were some of the most friendly and happy people I've come across in a while. There were rooms with themes, BDSM, massage, etc. Oh my god, I want a massage room. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I want everyone to massage me. Um <laughs> Rules were held to w- rules were held to closely. Um, I saw someone try to exchange numbers, which is strictly forbidden. And the owner sw- owner wiped the number off the two since there weren't phones allowed. Oh, see, that's good that phones aren't allowed because then you can't like worry someone's videotaping you or taking your picture or something. Yeah. Um, most people there were military and had great stories. Oh. Um, age is not just a number. No. <laughs> I've been to one swingers party out of curiosity and decided just moments after walking in that the door that this just isn't for me. <laughs> there were many people my, there weren't many people my age there and I'm just not into the geriatric scene. Oh. Not sure if not sure if swinging is a little more uncommon for people in their early 20s or what. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Finding the one. Um, I once went to a swingers event that was held inside a normal club with a friend, and there wasn't much action going on. Yet there was still a certain discomfort, and I never knew if it was because everyone was too close for comfort or the fact that I went with a platonic male friend. Oh. (laughs) I like to believe with the right person I'd be down. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Um, all right. Private room. <clears throat> I'm not into the BDSM or, fit or fetish scene, and I don't have too many kinks. I do like multiple partners swapping and orgies, however. Uh, orgies, however. Sex clubs are a good place for people like me. Three years ago, a girlfriend asked me if I'd like to visit a sex club. The organizers had arranged for two or three rooms, but they had allowed single men to attend. But they had allowed single men to attend, and those guys were mostly there to masturbate in the periphery while couples had sex on beds nearby. (laughs) Sounded really unappealing to us. We didn't mind being exhibitionistic, but that wasn't our main goal. Mm -hmm. Mostly we were interested in swapping partners. Sex clubs are fine for people who want more or less, uh, who want more or less than that, anything goes. So it's all about communication. Exactly. And that's it. Those yeah. were really good. I That's liked it. those. Yeah. You ready for the fun ones? Yes. <laughs> All right. <sighs> oh, man. Okay, so this is from Reddit. I'm not going to say the person's name because I don't know. You know, actually, it's not even posted. So, um, But it's from three years ago. Okay. So this is called... <laughs> uh, should we do this one or... Let's start with the tamer one first. Okay. We'll end with a bang. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this was a uh, this one was posted 6 years ago. So Oh wow. Um <clears throat> uh, they had asked like we want to know your swinging, we want to know your horror stories, mm-hmm. your funny horror stories. Um and it said I definitely have one for you. <laughs> it was me and my lady's first time with another couple. We went on a few dates to try and warm up to it. I was really <laughs> I was ready on the first date. Of course he was. Yeah. (laughs) My lady wasn't. She isn't really sold on the lifestyle yet. She's just doing it because I'm into it and she doesn't want to be left out. Anywho, 
this was like the fourth date, and it was two. A- it was about two a.m. We were all pretty toasty from playing Jenga for shots. I stepped out onto the balcony to smoke, and the male part from the other couple joined me. I was out there apologizing for wasting his time and telling him that it probably wouldn't happen. Then, all of a sudden, my lady came to the door saying, "We are ready when you when you guys are." Oh boy. <laughs> We hit the bed and instantly went for a full swap. I began eating out his wife while he was eating out my girl. Then I whipped my dick out. Now, at this point in the story, it is prudent that I inform the reader that the condoms that I had on hand were no ordinary condoms. Oh, no. <laughs> they were Trojan Climax Control ones, which is just a fancy, t- which is just fancy talk for you, for you basically can't feel what you're doing. <laughs> oh, I put on the condom and not five minutes later, climax. Oh no. So much for that. But now there was a second problem. I couldn't feel my Johnson. Oh no. (laughs) So, So because I couldn't feel any outside stimuli and because the internal stimuli was not on due to pressure, I was sitting there soft. Luckily, the the guy from the other couple was experiencing the exact same thing. Oh. <laughs> Why would there you we do were. that? <laughs> I know. They were trying to make it last longer. <laughs> there we were, all four of us having a naked conversation and no more sex. Oh. Awkwardly funny. <laughs> Oh, I loved that one. I just thought it was delightful. (laughs) That is Okay, this one. This one. (laughs) Again, graphic content warning. (laughs) Um, Hang on just a second. I've got to plug in my laptop. Okay. Don't die. Don't die, don't die. <laughs> All right. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> okay. My ex-wife and I had a couple of experiences in the lifestyle. I wasn't crazy about doing it, but she was really excited. And shoot, anything that gets your wife fired up is worth looking into. Aww. We made contact with a couple and met f- and met a few times for drinks. I thought the wife and of the other group was good looking and my wife was really attracted to the other guy. Well, after knowing these folks for quite some time, we decided to meet them for dinner and drinks and share a hotel room afterwards. The initial agreement was j- was to just watch them doing each other while they watched us doing each other. Sounded intriguing, so off we went. That's pretty tame, yeah. you know. <laughs> that is not what ends up happening. Oh no. So We had a great time at dinner, and all four of us had a nice little buzzes going as we made our way to the hotel. We'd bought a cassette player. (laughs) This is an old, this is an old sentence. We'd brought a cassette player and some badass (laughs) mixtapes. And I put some smooth music on for us to dance to. Well, things progressed pretty, things progressed, and pretty soon the girls were kissing each other, and the other guy and I were liking what we're seeing. To give you a physical idea, just so you can picture this later, because, like, physics comes into play here, okay? Oh, no. So, okay. to give you a physical a physical idea, his wife was brunette, maybe 5'5", 140-ish pounds, and mine was a little shorter, 5'2", with long auburn hair, 
and weighed about 10 pounds or so less than his. Both very attractive ladies. The other guy was short, 5'7 or so, with, and was a little chubby at, at over 200 pounds. We were enjoying, we are enjoying the show when homeboy starts kissing on my wife. She was down with it, so I started kissing on his. This begins a ridiculous game of one-upsmanship. Oh, no. That completely escalates out of control. He kisses my wife on the neck, I put his wife's tit in my mouth, and so on. <sighs> Men. <laughs> long before we met, they had my wife and it. I devised... <laughs> yes. Long before we met, my wife and I devised a system that we would be that we would use to discreetly let the other know that it was okay to continue they were cute and cozy little words like that works for me and i'm okay if you're okay all right so maybe it wasn't that discreet but it worked for us (laughs) (laughs) well dude and my wife are kind of off the other side of the bed and he's removing his pants however little miss sugar tongue that he's married to is doing some pretty magical things to my dick so I'm not really paying as much attention to the situation as I should have been. Oh, no. It wasn't until I hear my wife in a guttural moan groan. <laughs> this is so funny. It's not. It wasn't until I hear my wife in a guttural moan grunt, "Give it to me, give it to me, you nasty man," uh-huh. that I was able to focus on the situation. <laughs> That'll snap you out of it. Yeah. Oh my god. That I was able to focus on the situation specifically the other guy's apparatus. Oh, no. What I thought was a stray can of spray paint laying on the bed was this dude's hog. (laughs) Before I can say don't do it, he's planted that one-eyed trouser monster into my wife like someone dropped a serving spoon in a bowl of chili. Oh, no. I actually heard it hit bottom. so funny i'm no slouch in the dick department but it was like but it was like fighting an m1 a1 abrams tank with a 22 pistol at this point (laughs) i didn't know whether to mourn my wife's now ruined vagina (laughs) or to stand up and clap that he could get that thing where it needed to be and not lose consciousness Well, sometime before this event took place, my wife informs me that a deep, dark, pun intended, fantasy of hers was to be with two guys at once, with both of them inside her at once. I'd always thought that was something she just liked the idea of, but would never really engage in. Well, she lets me know, in a language that would make nuns' ears bleed, that she wants this to go down right now. So I lay on the bed, and my darling wife sits on top of me with her back to me, putting me firmly in the number two position. Now, I'm no homophobe, but I don't want to rub swords with anyone either. This was all for my baby, and I was willing to do whatever it took to make her happy. So, my heavily donged friend was kissing on his wife, attempting to get the crotchness monster into position. His distraction with the lip service proved to be my undoing, as his wife, apparently quite aroused to see him performing this delicate act, reaches behind him and pushes his hips violently forward. Dare I say alignment is key. Dreadfully, things were not where they were supposed to be, and this guy's steely pocket cannon brutally jabs me in my taint. 
Oh. I felt like I'd been shot. Yeah, this is why you have to talk to each other. Oh. <laughs> As I mentioned before, my wife is a small woman. Without any regard for anyone's safety and to protect my heterosexuality, I bucked my hips straight up, sending my wife flying through the air. <laughs> she hits her head on the light fixture on the way up, breaking the numerous bulbs there, there ensconced. <laughs> she, this sends white hot shards of broken glass raining down on Captain Hammer penis and myself. <laughs> My wife, her fate now controlled by the fickle mistress that is gravity, continues her trajectory onto the table near the bed, oh, where no. she crashes to earth through some beer bottles and a copy of the Gideon Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Upon thrusting said hips in response to the worst pain I've ever felt in my life, I smashed my left eyebrow on the headboard and am bleeding profusely, oh both from that wound and from the glass shrapnel wounds covering my upper torso. <laughs> my wife is moaning from her unexpected flight as I stumble to the bathroom to nurse my wounds. The bottom line was, no one got off, and we didn't speak to each other for a month. Swinging ate all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> Injuries can happen. That's why you have to talk to each other. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. To be fair, though, it was 100% other dude's wife's fault. Yes. <laughs> she was not paying attention. No. Her, his, her husband's dong is too big for her to just be swinging at places. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I read that one and I was just like, oh, my God. Poor guy had a bruised taint. Oh, oh, I hate that word. That is my worst word. <laughs> the word taint? Yes. Oh. I don't like it. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> you. <laughs> I didn't know how much I didn't like it. <laughs> until, until just now? Yeah. <laughs> like, it made me really uh. uncomfortable on John Oliver, but now I'm just like, Nope. <laughs> don't like it. What? I don't know what else you call it. A grundle? I've heard that. I don't even... I'm not even quite sure I know. It's the spot between the balls and the butthole. Mm -hmm. That little spot that's very hard. <laughs> and there is no, no place for that to go. Oh. It's like cartilage or something. Yeah, it's not cool to hurt it. No. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Well. <laughs> oh, that was sufficiently I hope horrifying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope everyone got a, as much of a kick out of that as I did, because yes. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Especially the way he wrote it. It was so well written. Oh, my God. Yes. So funny. Um. All right. Are you ready for a game? Yes, I am. All right. I believe it's your turn to go first. I think so. Okay, so this is our game called Drunk Stone uh, by Drunk Stone or Stupid called If You Had To. Um, so, my lovely co-host, go ahead. All right. So, uh, remote control commands, pause, rewind, etc., actually affect you, or oh lord, <laughs> or 
Um, there's an outlet on your face that people always want to use to charge their phones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with remote control commands. <laughs> Me too. Me too, because that doesn't really happen that often anymore. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, man. All right. Well, we hope you guys had as much fun with that as we did. Yes. I, I'm, I'm always so excited for these. (laughs) Me too. These are my favorite episodes. So, um, mm. all right. Well, I'm starting to get hiccups and heartburn. So, uh, (laughs) thank you guys so, so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Please, please, please stay safe. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye guys. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Cricket. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.